you're about to enter seventh heaven. If you like this pod, then you can show your support by rating us five stars and hitting that little subscribe button to help us climb the pod rankings and spread the sevens gospel. If you're looking for extra content, you can go to our YouTube page or our social channels, Twitter and Instagram, our handle at seventh heaven pod. Again, like, subscribe, share, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to your Celestial One Stop Pod for all things Rugby 7 7th Heaven is back in your ears. It's been a few weeks since we've come to you through your podcast platform, but that's because there hasn't really been much Sevens going on. GB7s has been quiet. In fact, Sevens around the world has been dormant, but it's beginning to boot off. There's been competition going on down in Africa. There's bubblings happening over in the Tasman region between Australia and New Zealand. We'll be giving you some details on those tournaments, but the big news is that GB7s will finally be back in action and available for you to see on a stream. GB7's men are going to be playing USA and Ireland in a tournoi with three teams this weekend and the women will face France and Ireland. And to talk us through it all is the holy trinity of England Sevens podcasters, Tom Mitchell, Richard de Carpentier, Abby Burton and me, Burnsy holding it all together. You're up in seventh heaven and it is great to have you back. Right, question for you straight off the bat. Mitchell, do you know, did you know that Joe Burns stands up for every podcast and has done? I don't know how many episodes we've done, but I've only just found this out today. Mate, I knew that and I don't know why I've never brought it up because I've spent a lot of time thinking about it to the point where I've I've been reconsidering my podding position. Because obviously, Burnsy being the, let's give it to him, the only true professional in this outfit, I thought maybe that's the secret to top quality podding. So I thought about standing up. I've not employed that tactic yet, that technique. Well, me, when I signed on, I saw him with his hands holding a radiator and I thought, geez, that's really weird position. He must have a really stiff lumbar thoracic fella. So he's got (laughs) to stretch it out by holding onto radiator mid pod. I was like, hold on for dear life. Why'd you do it, Burnsy? Just because it keeps you alive. My mind is blown that you've only just realised that I stand up for every episode. Do you like, not realise from the angle and the setup and the way that I move around? I just think it's so obvious. But yeah, I stand up for every pod episode. I stand up for the whole duration. And bearing in mind, what our episodes are around about an hour long, but they probably take about two hours to record in entirety. Um, I, I do it when I commentate as well. Always stand up when I commentate just so that I'm a bit more energetic and I can jump around. Otherwise, I get, I get snoozy sat down. You used to be just full of Chicken Kievs sat, in, sat down. Do you remember when we first started? Chicken Kievs from your missus round at your house when we didn't have to wear masks, when we could sit on the same sofa and we could chat some breeze. Those were the days. Those were the Those days. Those were good times. Although actually the standard of podding improved significantly with social distancing measures and remote recordings. I wonder if, I wonder if podding will ever go back to doing it in person. 
It's just—it's too easy to get access to unbelievable guests through Zoom these days. That I just don't see it going back to in person. We'll, we'll, we'll do. I we'll thought do you were going to say. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's too easy to come up with unbelievable chat and banter between us on Zoom. <laughs> these are the only Zoom calls I enjoy. I enjoy though, and that's a fact. Normally, what? for a Zoom, to a Zoom call after twenty-five minutes, half an hour, I'm, I'm checked. Well, sorry. To the coaches here, but I am checked out mentally after <laughs> half an hour on a Zoom on a Zoom call. Now, my favourite ones was when I when I signed on and the screen I got was the HR lady Simon Amor uh, and um, your man Connor O'Shea. Uh, we and don't then need I knew, to dredge it out though. No, we don't. But I knew, I, yeah, I know. We, we've gone down. <laughs> we've gone down though. That was that was a dark time. It was like a dog staring at the barrel of a gun after it's bit its, bit its sister. <laughs> you know you know what's co- we all know what's coming we don't have to hear the shot like when george takes lenny out to the lake in mice and men just look just look at the rabbits chippy don't i keep on getting getting compared to this guy i read it recently i never did it at school I only just read it uh, a few weeks ago a couple of months ago chippy you are lenny aren't you ironically ironically enough i um only got I think it was a C at the one before GCSEs, the the, the grading before GCSEs. What the eleven eleven plus? No, put me in. No, we did them every year, end of end of year exams. So I got put in the fourth out of fifth sets for English, which meant I only did English language. I didn't do any English literature. So you gave up reading books at fifteen, and now I don't read so good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a I'm a voracious reader of books. I'm in Ooh, and out every single bit of lingo along the way oh. as well. <laughs> he's, the benefit, he says, placing his the thesaurus down. <laughs> That's the good thing about the Kindle. I'll, I'll, I'll preach for the Kindle. I was never a fan. Um, and now I absolutely love it because if, like, you know, you get into a book, Mitch, you must have it with all your philosophy books you read. You don't know a word. And then I'm like, what does that mean? So I've, on the Kindle, you can press it and it gives you a definition. It's really expanding my vocabulary. Yeah, I, but yeah, that exp- does sound exp- good. I'd say it's exponentially expanded my vocabulary. Oh wow! I bet Bernsey. I bet you're like me though. We're we're traditionalists. We can't get enough of the the touch of real paper and a nice dusty tome to just leaf through, just smell it, feel it. How? But then you can't read in the dark, so. If you carry a Kindle, then it's not a conversation starter. Like, if you carry a book, then you leave yourself open to approach from, if you're single, a lady, or if you're looking for a new friend, a bloke. Like, people who, re- people who read proper books on the train or the tube, they're not really readers. They're just props. They're intellectual props so that they look like they're intellectual and it's a conversation starter. I'm an international man of mystery. No one knows what I'm reading. Yeah, what would you carry, Burns, if you want? If you were going to purposefully take a prop onto the tube, or on the train, and you wanted people to know what you're about, what book would you have? What book would I have? Oh, it has to be a book. That's that's a, that is a great question. No, what prop? He said prop. You can go with anything. No, no, no. A, any prop? a book. Any, Joe Marler. Like, the book. Oh, okay. <laughs> very good. Very good. <laughs> Extended friend of the podcast. Should we ask him to come on as a guest? Yeah, we get him on. I think he's redacted the memory of me. Just gone. Black Stop line, using long through. words. We get it. You read books now. Stop using long words. Trump, I'll go back to being northern then and chewing rocks and drinking <laughs> brews. What, what about you, Mitch? You've had, you've had some pretty big news. You've had some life-changing news, haven't you? Share, 
Share it with the pod. We're all pumped. You're right. You know when people say, like, life-changing events, and I think this is probably the, like, this is a life-changing event. Um, having our first child, little Leo was born four weeks ago, today, in fact, and it feels like he was never not with us. It feels like he's been around forever, um, even though he's only four weeks old. Uh, it's been, oh, mate, it's been a whirlwind. It's been a whirlwind. It's been a good job we haven't done any recordings in the last four weeks. I would have been coming out with some absolute, absolute gibberish um, or been very emotional, uh, I think. It's been a kind of, I've been all up and down the spectrum of emotion, but most of it really good. It's been amazing. Chip wasn't lying. It's an amazing journey. Um, yeah. Wow. Boom. Changes, it changes shit. I'm chuffed for you. Yeah. You're going to give a shout out to the person who brought Leo into the world because last time I checked, her only mention on the pod was Chip not being very favourable about her. What? <laughs> I, we're not. We're not. We're not. We're not going. We're not going to revisit it. We're not going to revisit it. Don't go down. Don't. Don't pull at that thread. Flo knows that she's loved by the pod. Um, my wonderful wife is currently absolutely smashing it and. Is, is really tolerant of my uh, need and passion to then leave every week to go into camp with these idiots of which Chippy is one um, and carry on throwing a pill around during the week in, in pursuit of our Olympic dream. Um, so, yeah, she's a legend. She's been super supportive and, and smashing motherhood. And Leo's very lucky. So, yeah, thanks for that prompt, Bernsey. That served me well. I actually got shafted by the bloody... the. Um, Mission Possible series that's going out on Instagram. Oh, what's 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 the Mission Possible series, Mitch? So, here at Great Britain Sevens, the program we formed this year, we've talked about this Mission Possible, and a lot of it's to do with what we can achieve given all the challenges we've had, um, and a big bit of it is about putting Sevens in a place where it takes sort of center stage and generates the interest, the investment that it deserves. So that's Mission Possible. Um, and to give an insight, there's these series that are going out on Instagram at the moment, but they're hoping to make it into a, a docu-series down the line. And we just, it kind of covers different topics each week. Um, Chips made a couple of appearances on there. They get the mic on the guys during training. They interview people. You get a bit into like the background of people's stories. Um, but yeah, they shafted me the other day because they interviewed me and Bibs about um, families and we said lovely stuff about our wives and they bloody left it out. So now I had to say it to her face instead. You're going to ra- get round two with Burnsy editing out everything you say about Flora Lucy B, my favourite person. Yeah, yeah. You, be- you better know it. You're talking about, oh, wow, there's this great idea putting sevens front and foremost and, you know spreading it to the world and talking about big issues week on week and Chippy makes Sounds a guest, like appear- mission guest statement. appearance uh, from time to time. Did you not turn around and tell them there's this pod that's so good it'll melt your face called Seventh Heaven? Oh, it, it's quite obvious that the Mission Possible series is sort of paddling along in the wake of our juggernaut that's ploughing its way through the waves. Absolutely. No doubt about that. Basically, basically, Seventh, seventh Heaven is Brad Pitt. And Seventh Heaven's in the bar. 
and it's getting all the attention. And Mission Possible is like his dweeby half-brother who got none of the good genes, just in the slipstream, looking to pouch a catch in the cordon when, you know, it's Seventh Heaven that's making the waves. I, I see what... It's nice of you to say so, Mitch. It seems like Burnsy's a bit jealous he's not on Mission Possible series. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find a way of getting you on, mate. We'll find a way of getting you on. So look... We've mentioned loads about camp. So should we talk a bit of seven? Should we talk a bit of rugby? Talk about what you've been up Let's to? Get... Because there has been yeah. quite a lot of moving and shaking in Great Britain sevens in the last few weeks since we last spoke. Well, big bloody news, Bernsey, for you wait, and for wait the listeners. Se- wait, a, wait a second. Bert's has uh, just arrived. So should we get her in? Good, good timing. Good timing. Get her on. <laughs> All right. Viva. Let me in, please. She's coming in. She's messaging. Let me in, please. Desperate. No. Desperate. Hello. You're just in time because we're actually just about to talk a bit of rugby. But before Lovely. we do, before we do, though, we've had a, we've all had our moment, had our update. How are you doing? What have you been up to? What have I been up to? I have been uh, trying to get my life together away from camp. Oh, crikey. We, haven't, no, we haven't got time for that, Bert. Yeah. Bert, we haven't got time yeah. for that. I'll, t- I'll tell you some big news of yours, Bert. Your younger brother made his senior debut for Bradford Bulls yesterday in Rugby League. He did, he did. Ain't that right? He did. Yes. Joey got on, I think he got like 20, 20 minutes um, and he was buzzing. He rung me and he was like, I made a try saving tackle. It was like the only thing he did the whole game, but it was like, they had like one last opportunity to score uh, um, like 78 minutes and Joe just comes down the wing and just absolutely slots his bloke. All the boys are around him. And I was like, my heart, my heart, my little baby brother making his first team debut. Um, so, yeah, it was a pr- proud big sis moment. It was. Oh, bless him. Do you properly, like, big each other up and support each other with the rugby stuff then? Yeah, like, we're, we're all real, real supportive. And, like, the, Joe and Oliver, they, they've both played for, like, England like under 18s in, in that in that level. And we've got my England shirt that's going up in the house. And Joe and Oliver, like, we don't want our under 18 shirts up yet because we want a proper England shirt up next to Abby's. And like, they, like, they're massively supportive with everything I'm doing. I absolutely big them up to the max. Like, they are insane, like, rugby players for 18 years old. Like, they are going to do big things. Um and yeah, I'm a proper proud big sister whenever, like, I'm so proud of them right now talking about them, like, they're great. Um, but yeah, they support me and I support them. We've got a good little back and forth there. Kind of the opposite of what happened in my household. My mum got the, my England students shirt framed, the biggest frame, <laughs> the thickest frame you've ever seen. She was like, he's culminated, he's peaked, he's reached his peak. We're going to, we're going to isolate this moment in history for all to see. <laughs> so cheers mum for the, cheers mum for the faith. <laughs> nah, she, she, she actually listens, she listens all the time. She says she gets more information from this pod than she does when she rings me. <laughs> so, so I, lo- I, lo- I love you mum. <laughs> What a beautiful night to end all the personal stuff on. And should we talk about a bit of ruggers? Because there's been, it has been all change in the world of sevens for Great Britain. Who wants to start? So probably the biggest news coming out of our camp um, was something that happened in my second week. So Mitch, your third week of camp. One of England sevens stalwarts. Um, been playing with him for coming up to eight, nine years now. 
on and off. Uh, Phil Burgess decided to take a step back from the game and spend some more time with his family. Um, he said that he couldn't fully commit to giving the sevens his best shot because of uh, being the the commitment of being away from his his wife, who's just had their second child. Um, uh, so yeah, he's taking a step back, and it's it was a massive loss for the program, both on and off the pitch. He's a top bloke, very knowledgeable, um, a great leader. Good for Mitch as a sounding board um, for ideas, and uh, and yeah, and a all round good bloke. So we're. We're a bit gutted from that, but we've had a bit of time to recover. Mitch, what what were you thinking when he stepped back? Uh, well, I think, you know, we knew it was going to be a, a tough ask. And I think a few of the guys with families, especially, talked about it, didn't they? Like, it's a different sort of commitment we're signing up to, being away at camp on a sort of weekly basis, sometimes for four days, but sometimes for longer. Um, and, yeah, unfortunately for him, it just didn't work. It does feel weird, doesn't it? Because he's been so ever-present. And as well, because he's been quite fortunate with injuries. Well, partly good fortune and partly his own um, dedication to, you know, preparation and everything. But because he's been like in every single tournament, he can count on one hand how many he's missed, or at least that's what it feels like. So to have such an ever-present character not around is is a bit strange, isn't it? Um, and also, from an objective point of view, it's a hooker who played in the last Olympics, has played for England consistently for the last however many years seven eight years um so it's a big void in that position really and also what he's left behind is the mantle of best dad bod in the team um so that that mantle has been left behind um i those are big shoes to fill that's a big rig i'm not in the running i'm not in the running anymore (laughs) i put i put i pulled myself out of this 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 race with a tight hamstring um, DNS did not start. DNS um, did not. Do you know? I think Flo's trying to um, pump my tires up a bit at the moment because you know what she said to me the other day. She was like, "You're in the shape of your life." <laughs> did she? That's nice. She's she's not been. She's a bit delirious. She's not had a lot of sleep recently. She's not quite thinking straight. But I took it. I took it, and I'm going to run with it. What I'm going to miss about Birch is who's going to be my number three on the male on the male side. Um, because for the oh yeah, of course, Birch is. Burge has had the number three shirt and I've had the number three shirt since I've come into the programme. And whenever I'm like, Burge is so reluctant to ever take photos whenever we get joint shirt press. I'm like, Burge, come on, I want a photo. I want a joint a joint three photo. Um, so yeah, don't know who's going to fill that one. It's got to be someone. Who would you, who would you, who would you like? Who would be like? your dream number three? Oh. I would love it if Chippy started wearing number three and you two had photos together I've, from here I've on I've also in. worn number three. Have you checked? I'll have you know. Well, you've got three, eleven, and what one. What comes with number? And what eight. comes with number three is best dad bod. So you've got to pick that side up if you're going to come into number three. It's unlucky for Mitch. <laughs> you've you've artfully skirted answering my question, Bert. Who'd be your dream number three? I want names. Oh, who would be my dream number three out of the boys? Oh, I think um, may either Will Muir, if Will Muir came back into back into the program. Right, that's it. Get her off. Should we've wow. teed her up. We've teed her up. We've teed her up. <laughs> I don't want either of you two. That's honestly the worst person you could have chosen. That's honestly the worst well, person you could have chosen. I think either Will Muir or Benny Harris. Either of those two. Benny's like, you can have Benny's Benny. like my twin. You can have Benny. And then Will, Will Muir's just Will Muir, isn't he? Good crack. But, but we teed you up there for you to make a plea Tony Rokes to say, 
get Burnsy into GB camp. I want him <laughs> as my number three. And you go with the current crop. Oh. Dead to me, Burns. Dead to me. That's, that's a good question, guys. How do numbers get assigned? Or how do you pick numbers? Do you just inherit jerseys? Or do you get to put an application for, for what number you wear? And how important is it to you what number you wear? I think generally it's, but it's just random when you first start. But then if you end up, generally I think lads have stuck with it for a few tournaments and then that becomes your number. Um, I think you've got to be a pretty big swinging piece to come in and say, if you know, get picked and then be like demanding a number on the back of your shirt. I think you'd be swiftly told to do one if that was the case. Um, you take what you're given initially and then if it becomes your number, it becomes your number. I now quite like having the same number. So I've become, I mean, I've always been a prima donna, but that I am quite, I'm kind of precious and protective over that now. But I was just saying the girls are very, very sentimental about their numbers. If you come in and take one of their numbers, like you will, you will have to take, like you, they will have to have it back. We went on a tournament, like it was one of those tournaments you go to like Elche and our manager had only packed two medium sized shirts for me and Al Matthews. And one of them was Al's number and one of them was Abby Brown's number. And Abby went, you ain't wearing that shirt. I went, I cannot fit in a small, I am not putting a small shirt on. And she literally, she made me peel that shirt on and off because she was refusing to give up her number two because she was like, nope, you can, you can wear a small size shirt, Bertie. And I was like, I can't even breathe in this shirt. They are. Like, I love that. I didn't uh, have Abby Brown as being yeah. such a diva. They're so all me. All, so what you're saying is Rufus. Abby Brown's a bitch. No, I'm not saying Abby Brown's a bitch. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> if 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 seven if seventh heaven had a headline for the, for this episode, seventh heaven returning to the clouds. Abby Brown's a bitch <laughs> by Burtz. Wait until I clip it up with the Instagram with the big heading. And get it up there as a tile. <laughs> Abby Abby Brown shamed shamed me into wearing a smaller shirt because she's a bitch. Honestly, it was so tight, I just couldn't even breathe in it. I was Abby like, Brown what suffocated is this? me. She did suffocate me. <laughs> here's a que- here's a question for you, just to wrap up the numbers, and this is to just throw a little curveball into the mix. Say that all three of you selected for GB sevens, and I hope everybody is. And someone else from another nation is selected who wears your number. How do you determine who gets the number? That is a big, that's a great question, you know. Massive that's, question. I mean, that's, Who's bigger? <laughs> no, I don't know. It's got to be. Uh, You've got to just one. toss a coin, yeah, haven't Rob, you? Yeah, scissors. Yeah. Not rock, paper, scissors. Too subjective, I think. Coins are the only way. <laughs> what? Sorry, sorry. You're saying that rock, paper, scissors isn't a game of luck? No, skill. <laughs> could you could you just let me, as an amateur, into the knowledge of how it's a skill game and <laughs> any tactics for well, next time? Do you time want to play now, Burnsy? You ready, Burnsy? Rock, have paper, one, scissors, have shoot. A live, have a live go now. Okay. All right. Chip, if rock, you paper, don't scissors, win. Shoot. All right, it's one, two, three, show. Just to be clear, yeah. No, it's one, two, yeah. show. No, it's one, two, one, three, show. One, two, three, show. Oh, you villagers. Oh, one, two, three, show. All right, okay. Ready, Mitch? One, Mitch, you count it. One, two, two, three, three, 
Show. Show. Yes, yes, a scissors, and that's a win for the yes. Carpenter on the Fancy. podcast format that no one will know. <laughs> no one can see, but the, I mean, truth is a very loose concept on the pod, but for the sake of this, Burnsy had paper, no, Chippy had rock. Thank you. Good night, it's Richard. It's not the same. It's not the same. I can't use my Jedi mind tricks <laughs> by Zoom. No, I've been annoyed at myself for lost I'm not paper scissors. And I don't think I don't know how you'd solve the argument. It must be a flip of a coin, I think. Yeah. Or someone someone who's politer back down, but here you go, Bernsey. Here's a test for you, seeing as we're talking about numbers. Do you oh we sort of talked about it, Bertsy wears three. Do you know what Chippy and I wear? Do I know what Chippy what number you two what wear? What number Chippy wears and what number I wear? Ask You very should good, know. This very is good question. Bad you, you don't know. You you wear ten. No, nope. you wear four. No, that's Nortz. Nortz wears four. Oh, God, this is Oh, bad. you know Nortzes, do you? Oh, you know Nortzes, do you? Mm. Well, he scores all the tries and wins all the games. So, yeah, I know Nortzes' number. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Bernsey, what do I wear? Uh, you wear... Uh, Not that many left, you the number of bad guesses you've had. 11. Minus one of them, which means you wear number one. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, I've... right, we've we've completely, <laughs> we completely lost our heads here, and we need we we've need to talk. We need to talk about I'll some bring... sevens. The the numbers. I'll bring us back in. Go I'll on, reel then. us back in, Bernsey. Real I've, we've got, I've got the big old tuner on the line at the moment. The biggest story in in sevens going on. Um, we are as both men and women's at St George's Park this week, uh, which is the England football training base. Um, and we have got a closed door tournament, three way over three days between England, Ireland, and USA for the men. And Bert's, is it the same for the women or is there another thing? Ireland city? and France. Ireland and France for the women. Um, uh, with two games each day. Um, so, yeah, it's really exciting. Uh, and the way they've set it out is we've come to St. George's Park the exact same gap between today and the first game as the Olympic team that's going to Tokyo will be arriving in the Olympic Village uh, and preparing for the tournament. So I think they're just doing, uses this as kind of a trial run to see how everyone's body reacts and how you're feeling and how much training is too much. And and yeah, so really excited to play the games on the weekend uh, against someone that's not the lads. Mm-hmm. And just to clear up, St. George's Park is the purpose-built like football emporium that the FA built that's where the England teams train from the men's the women's all the way down the age groups and it's absolutely mint am I right it's it, it's, it's mega banging. the facilities are class it's absolutely banging it's like Penny Hill but on like steroids literally it's it's honestly insane I just think about like the amount of investment that football must have for all of this I think give it give rugby a bit of some of that love you know what I mean but you know at least at least we're here why is it so good? Why is it so pimping? It's, it's got 17 pitches. 17. I think more than 17, actually. The grass. 18. 18. It might... <laughs> Never mind, 17. I don't know. The grass is insane. Like, I, I love... Green. Good grass. Like, this is, this is better than the Lensby grass out here. Like, they must do some treatment to it. You know what I mean? Like, this is good grass. What 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 for you? What for you is good grass? Just for 
Just for the people out there who aren't a professional rugby player, what is good grass to you? Like, what what makes you give it a pat and go, ooh, good grass? (laughs) It's got to be really, really green. Like, then you can tell it's had a good watering. Like, probably less than, like, a centimetre. Like, it's like playing on Astro, but it's not. It's grass. Soft, but not too hard. Not too soft, but not too hard. In the middle. And what else? Good grass smells good. Smells nice. Smells fresh. You you could really take sound bites out of this and think you were talking about something else. I mean, if the the listeners could see your face, the gesticulations, quite how passionate you are about good grass. I think it would blow their mind. All right. so, So the grass is good, but what else? The facilities must be off the reservation. Yeah, so we've not had that much time here so far. We obviously just got here this afternoon, but already me and Mitch, Mitch and I have been for a walk around the gym. We did a little activation session, just seen some of the pitches. They've got like an indoor hydrotherapy chamber setting up thing. Looks pretty cool. Um, the hotel is massive. Um, yeah, so I don't know what, what else to say. Just it looks like it's kitted out. It's got purpose built, everything you could ever want as a footballer is here. And obviously we're rugby footballers, so. And a smart, smart hotel that we're staying in as well. And get this, Bernsey, we're rooming with someone else. Not on our yes. own. Go on, tell, talk me through this. This is, uh, this is a big moment. So this is a big moment. And I think it could get quite juicy because people are rooming together for the first time. Obviously used it as an, as an opportunity to kind of mix the nations, even though we're kind of, we you know, very much feel like one squad now. Uh, we've not had, we've not lived with each other before, um, like we often do with sevens. So I, I am in a room with Robbie Ferguson. He was actually sat on the bed for the first bit of our uh, recording tonight. He obviously wasn't enjoying the listen because he's he's snuck out the door since. Um, otherwise, we get him on for a cheeky hello. But Robbie, solid, solid roommate so far. Um, he's a good guy. I'm looking forward to uh, really getting to the nitty gritty of everything code with him alongside some personal stuff. I'm with Rona Lloyd, a uh, fellow podder. Nice. Podder. She's got her own pod as well. Um, What's her pod? Her pod is Women Who Sport podcast. And they talk about, they get a lot of like females on their pod from loads of different countries. Class would give it a listen. Do they all do sport? <laughs> Funny. <laughs> that, that was a dad <laughs> joke. That was a real bad dad joke. <laughs> You like say the women who sport, and it's like, well, they get loads of women on from different countries. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we got that, got that bit. Um, but yeah, she's she's sound. She's a bit quieter than I am, so we're we're figuring. Oh crikey! Well, who isn't we're figuring that one out? Um, but yeah, I think it's it's we were we were both stressed about who we get paired with because we're both snorers. Um, but the snorers oh. got paired together. Snorers is honestly the worst. That's the only thing you want to dodge with the room. All right. I'm sorry that I can't breathe when I sleep. Terrible. (laughs) Go on then, Chip. Who who have you been been placed with strategically? Paddy Paddy Kelly, top bloke, funny geezer. Look, so you guys, you guys have been sort of annexed off in your rooms on your own for so long. How good does it feel to be rooming? And you mentioned about becoming one GB team. Does it actually feel like that? I know you spent a lot of time with each other. 
Um, but it's been difficult. The team bonding that you usually would have gone through hasn't happened because of COVID. Are you all starting to feel like you are Team GB? I, it legit does from my point of view because, and it is amazing and remarkable given the, the limited time we've actually had together, um, even though the program's been formed for a good few months now. Um, there's, still, there's still a bit of a... Um, and, and sort of nagging thing that I know is in certainly in the forefront of Chippy's mind and it's somewhere in my mind as well is that we haven't yet been able to have a proper team social. And by that, I mean, sit down and have a few beers with each other and just change the setting up, you know? And that that needs to happen in a chip. 100%. I don't think you can put a value on how much it brings the squad together having a beer together. Um, just letting the barriers down. One beer just like brings the barriers down, uh, and then five or six completely shatters the wall, uh, and it just brings everyone everyone a bit closer together. Um, I think it's an important part of of rugby, and especially when you're trying to build a team together. So, yeah. hopefully, we get an opportunity. COVID allowing. It's not the most important part of team bonding, or or the most essential, but it does feel like oh, yeah. it'd be nice to do. And it's sort of lacking. Yeah. It'd be a nice yeah. nice box to, to tick off. Retweet. I'm g I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to disagree with you there, Mitch. It is the most important part <laughs> of bonding, as far as I'm concerned. You can keep your rug big. I'll take the social, <laughs> thanks very much. Um look, let's talk about let's talk about the rugby though, because you got some pretty decent teams to be playing. How is the tournament format gonna work? Because you're not just gonna play two games a day surely surely you're going to play more talk us through it no we are we're doing we're mirroring what the olympic tournament format will be so two games a day um obviously so that means obviously with only three teams involved in each of the competitions it means you play each other um three times <laughs> over the course of the three days if my math serves no. me right. I can I can confirm that that is right. <laughs> There's a bit more in the week though as well, Burnsy. We're, we're um, making the most of the time by doing a bit of training as well with the other teams. So mm -hmm. running some opposed stuff in training, um, scrag games. So whilst there is a, a tournament at the end of it, that we're a bit of uh, interaction in the week as well, just to make the most of having some different faces, different bodies around. Mm -hmm. It'd be great to attack and defend against someone who isn't ourselves. Like from from a, a our women's team point of view, um, like we've been really nailing like what our what our identity means as an attacking and as a defensive team, and it and it means that sometimes our defense is on fire and it's really hard to attack against, or sometimes our attacks on fire and it's really difficult to defend against. So it's, it'll be good to see how much progression we've made by playing other teams. Like you can't beat that, can you? Like just to know where you're at. And I think like from a women's point of view, we're ready to know like exactly where we're at and where we need to get to, because you just, you don't know just playing yourselves. I don't, I don't think like, I don't know how you feel lads, but it's hard to know exactly where you're at unless you play somebody else. I think I speak for all GB sevens fans that we're delighted to hear that you're actually going to be playing against some international competition and totally understand that you're doing the Olympic format. But is there a part of you that wishes you were going to get to play more? Because six games almost doesn't feel like a, enough when you've got two squads of players 
going at it and trying to vie for places, you're going to have maybe limited opportunities. Is there is there an element of that, or just grateful? I think my 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 initial feeling is just grateful to get another team over. I know the coaching staff and all the management have worked so hard to get it through government and get everyone get another team like through the borders, basically smuggled them in. Um, to to get a team to play against, so like yeah, the first the first feeling for me is is grateful, and the other side of it is is six games when you haven't played sevens competitively for over a year seems seems enough for <laughs> um, for anyone who's not played in, uh, international sevens. It's a it takes a big whack at your body, um, uh, and I'd imagine there'll be some really sore bodies on Tuesday. So six games is enough, and even if you play four of them or three, I think yeah. That'd be that. That'd be fine for an ease back in. Yeah, I think you're right, Chip. I think when we, uh, if we manage to get a little sum up, recording a, an episode out to sum up how it went, we might be. We're definitely. We won't be adopting Burnsy's recording position, standing up for two hours anyway. <laughs> we'll be getting a nice, comfy chair with our feet up. I think. One night in heaven. One night in heaven. Robbie Ferguson. <laughs> There's Robbie. Robbie's just come back in after ditching. He obviously hated the start of the pod, but he's come back to listen to the tail end. He was obviously hoping we'd finished, and now he's back. <laughs> just say something rude about Chippy. Oh, there's so much to say about Chippy. It's not even worth starting on the bloke. Although I'll clear up a few lies that he did speak on the pod. <laughs> Chatting about it was my kicks drifting long and this and that happening. It's, it's been his chasing, mate. When he's not there, kickoffs are bang on. When he's there, disaster. When it's he, only really kicks good, good, he only kicks good ones for Fonzo, and that's a fact. Jamie Farndale is the only person he kicks good ones for. <laughs> Thanks for that, Mitch. I just needed some positive positivity from uh, Robbie there. Appreciate that. Should we touch on the opposition? So, guys, you've got USA and Ireland, but you've got France and Ireland. So what are we thinking about them? Let's start with you, Bert. You've waxed lyrical about the French a lot, so... I know that you're expecting them to bring the noise. Yeah, I am. Like, I wouldn't expect anything anything less from the French. They've they've come back off of that Dubai tournament like they were they were insane in in that final. So it will be it'll be really exciting to play against them. Like, I love playing against the French. They're one of my favorite teams to play against, and they're just they're just aggressive. And you know that you're gonna have a, a good a good competition with them. And the fact that we get to play them like three times, like I think, will be great for us. And they 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 play differently to how we will play, um, unless they've now changed how they played since coming back from Dubai. Um, so it'll be exciting to play against them. But then also the island, the island girls, they've come back in, a lot of them have come back in from their 15 setup, where they made a, a massive, massive difference to their 15s um sides during the Six Nations. So it'll be good to see how they've transitioned back across as well and if they're if and how they're feeling jumping across because I know we have girls in the GB setup who do it. So yeah, it'll be it'll be good to see them bring them that skill set into the game. But I'm I'm so excited to play, especially especially since it's been over a year since I've played any sort of sevens. So I'm absolutely buzzing. I think a big question on a lot of people's minds will be regarding the Premier 15s. Now the Premier 15s is concluded. The semi-finals are drawn. It's going to be Quinns hosting Wasps and Saracens hosting Loughborough Lightning for an opportunity to play in the final. A lot of the GB7s girls have been involved in the Premier 15s this point. 
what is the situation with GB7's girls playing in those Premier 15s games? Yeah, um, so it's if we come back off of next week um, and the tournament, um, it's a conversation to be had whether we will be released to play or not. Um, there are some girls in the squad who are like, yes, I definitely want to play. Some girls have decided that's not on their Olympic journey. Um, so they, if even if they got the choice, they wouldn't play. Um, but if I come back of, if I come back off this weekend, all good, then of course I would want to try and get lost to a final. So that would be my, what I would want to do if, um, if obviously I'm allowed to be released. Um, like I think when, when I came to Wasps, I thought, yeah, I just, I want to be there and this will be a stepping stone like towards the Olympics, but actually like they're, they're like family now of that Wasps slot. Like they, they picked up like five of us sevens girls when we had literally our worlds like shattered. Um, and you want to do everything you can to be able to get Wasps somewhere where they haven't been before. And that's to get to a final, get a bit of mosh. Um, but yeah. I, w- I will. W- we want to play if I get released. Nice, like that. Like that answer, Bert. Like that answer, Bert. Yeah. Um. It looks. Like, it looks like all the sevens players who've got involved with fifteens teams have had a big positive influence because Chip. Look at what Quins are doing now. I mean, they couldn't win a game of rock Welcome. paper scissors until you joined them, and you know now top four beating everyone. Champagne rugby. No, it was mega. What a game on the weekend. Touch on 15s real quick. Um, yeah, Quinn's going well. Little stardust rubbed off from the 7th Heaven pod via me through to Quinn's. <laughs> so you're welcome, Quinn's. Look, look, I know that I know what we're all thinking. I'm going to address the elephant in the room. Marcus Smith comes on 7th Heaven pod, suddenly he gets good. Am I right? Yeah, it's clear cor- correlation. You, isn't, it's, you can't argue against that. Although he should have come back on for another episode and then he would have ended up on the Lions tour. Oh. Still... Oh. Mitch. Oh. No, he's only 20, 22, 21. Hey, hey Mitch. He's... I, say that, I say that as a dig because I firmly believe he's good enough and I would love to see him in the squad. There's still time. Likewise. Who knows? Likewise. Who knows? Sil- silky, silky player. But like, he, he's a tour, you know, that's a tour like... Uh, depends what you're picking for. We're not going to get into it. Let's not get into the Lions debate on here. This isn't our forte. Yeah, we could be here all night. We've done all that. We've done all that. So, boys, USA, we've spoken to a lot of their players on the pod over time. We've had Steve Thomasin. Uh, we've had P. Bake, of course. We had Geezer, Mike Friday, their coach on. So, we know USA well. And then Ireland... To say that England have had some ding-dongs with them over the World Series in the last two years would be an understatement. So it's a really tasty three ball that you guys have got lined up for the next few days. Yeah, Ireland, um, it's going to be a really interesting picture to see what they bring. They've stacked full of quality um, for a team that's just been promoted in last year. Um, they burst onto the series and they were doing really good stuff. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they go up front without um, Harriet Minolte, who's currently in uh, America, playing his trade at the Guillotines, um, who's, a, who's a big who's a big cog in the wheel of Island Sevens for kickoffs. Um, and uh, you mate, you're a man. A man. Um, what's he called now? Greg O'Shea, he's he's had a little knock, so he's not coming over. Um, but they've 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 got a quality one to twelve, so it'll be interesting to see how they they turn up. Always very physical against us. Always 
perform against an England team. So see how they go against GB. It'll be even more exciting. Um, I've no idea how much to... they've been playing, Chip. Have you? I think they've been back in for a while. Just oh, this is all from Instagram friends stalking. Um, they've been research. back in it's as called a research. team. Yeah, sorry, research. I've done. Um, they've been back in training, but I'm not sure where they're at. Um, yeah, kind of an unknown. But you'd imagine with the repertoire coming up, they'd have they'd have done quite a bit. The, the mm. women, the women stayed contracted throughout the whole of COVID. The sevens women um, from Ireland, like they're because they're they're linked with their 15 setup, and a lot of their 15s girls are at Wasps, and they said that their their women's sections stayed afloat. So I'm guessing their men mm. their men's did as well. I think it did, but um, an inside source who shall remain nameless <laughs> um, for good reason. When no, for good reason. I hear that maybe the contract situation in Ireland Sevens isn't quite as rosy as it appears from the outside and that maybe the situation for players isn't isn't quite as uh, comfortable as it would suggest that they've been able to keep, you know, keep rolling contracts going, keep the programme running, but maybe that doesn't tell the full story. Mm, interesting. Ooh. I'm not sure it's quite as well supported as it appears. I may be wrong. I just, that's what I heard. From a source. Um, is top try scorer Jordan Can Opener gonna be coming along? Because I he... think he's I think he's I think he's in the mix. We're, there there's no been no official squad name that I've seen. Um so I couldn't I don't tell think you. they've announced it. I tell you what though, it'd be good if he is because he does put the willies up a few of the wingers and anyone with pace like that does. So yeah, hopefully he's in the mix. Mm. One quick one that's missing from the USA, Mitch. Yeah, so P Bake. Uh, is still not back fit. Although, again, judging from his Instagram, he's moving all right. So, fingers crossed. There's hope for him uh, to still be in in for selection uh, for the games. We'll see. Just to remind everybody, Perry Baker broke his lower leg in the Madrid Sevens. So, on Instagram, pretty much in the last week, actually, uh, last two weeks, he's been active. He's shown his recovery. He's looking mobile. He's looking driven to get back. In time for the Olympics. He's been on the Alter G, hasn't he? He's been on the anti-gravity treadmill, getting getting himself going again, sort of doing little hops and stuff, which is good progress. So fingers crossed, fingers crossed. But they've got they've got the um, they're never short of wheels anyway in the USA squad. And they've got Carl and Isles here. Um they've got Kayvon Williams, who's also quick. Um so they're not shy of a bit of pace. And they've got uh their captains back, Madison Hughes. Um, bearded and hairy and uh, Steve Thomason as we've already mentioned he's in the mix so they got the few other big guns Martin Yosefo yeah a few friends of the pod in their group actually it's good Um, notable absentees Ben Pilkerman Danny Barrett probably the two that stand out they're still at home I believe Um, it's interesting because you know when we spoke to Giza he said about leaving some of the senior boys at home for the warm up tournaments previously Dubai and stuff um I feel like there's a, there's a few more of the senior guys here. It's got a bit more of a World Series look to the squad, which is great. Um, I, just going back to Ireland, I think it'd be, it'd be awesome in terms of an unknown. It's such a good challenge to have a bit more of an unknown like that. And, you know, you've got no footage to watch of them playing in the last, you know, couple of weekends like you normally do on the World Series. I think that's quite something that's quite exciting about this tournament. And then if you if you flip that on the, like on the reverse, that for, for like the women it's really exciting for us as a team because actually none of the, the 
the Irish or the French women will have ever seen potentially some of our Welsh and Scottish girls even play sevens before. So it's like from a, from our point of view as well, like I, I find that so exciting and really cool that they actually don't know at all what we play like because Wales and Scotland aren't on the world series. So they don't know who's going to be one. Who's going to be one player that if you could, is going to say surprise to those when they're playing on the weekend that they haven't seen who name a name. I'd probably say Hannah Smith, uh, one of our Scottish girls. Like she's been Why? absolutely tearing up and training at the moment. She plays thirteen in fifteens, but um, and plays centre in sevens. Her her ability to change angle at the last at the last minute, running those hard lines. She's she is a force to be reckoned with. Like she's very very hard to stop. So I'm expecting big things from her this weekend, and probably. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how other teams handle like handle her on the pitch, um, but yeah, she's absolutely class. And that's the general theme, isn't it? GB sevens, men's and women's have never played a match together, so that's an exciting prospect to get some opposition. And the great news is, Bernsey, for our listeners, is that they can watch. They can bloody watch. It's going to be on a stream. <laughs> Hopefully no, can... no commentary because Burns is a bit upset that Mitch slagged him off to eight, so now he's not doing it. Yeah, we specifically said do not get Burnsy for the commentary. Yeah, th- thanks for sorting me out, guys. And look, I'd really like to finish on a GB7's note, to be honest, because we've spoken about the teams that are going to be involved. We've spoken about loads on the pod today. We've had a lot of fun. But tell me about you guys going out and playing. I know that you're excited. Do you have any idea of the combinations that you're going to be trying out or the makeup of some of the teams that are going to be taken to the field? Or is that still a mystery to all of you? Well, we've kind of been choppy and changing in training anyway, when we've been doing 7v7 in training. So the types of combinations that are going to go on, we kind of know. Um, You obviously know who's slotting into which positions, but there's a fair bit of variety. I mean, I don't know how it feels in the forwards chip, but... um, We've kind of had a had a taste of playing with everyone now um, over the last few weeks, so it'll just be a case of doing that again, but against against some proper oppo. I'm looking forward to seeing how people approach like a match because it's different from approaching training, isn't it? I want to see if there's any people like absolutely bouncing off the walls or like whacking their head against a brick wall, get fired up. Fonzo. Yeah, I was thinking Fonzo. I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't be uh, surprised to see him just headbutting the brick wall before the game. Fonzo is Jamie Farndale, who's one of the Scottish wingers, and he takes everything like mega seriously. So he's always the first one out warming up, the last one cooling down. He's he's always doing speed drills. He's at 100 miles an hour or he's at zero miles an hour. There's zero in between for him. Of course, this isn't the only sevens that has been going on. In Africa, there was a competition that was involving the first glimpse of South Africa sevens. The Blitzbocker sent two teams and they played against Kenya, Uganda, Zimbabwe and a few other teams that were thrown into the mix. Did any of you guys speak to the South Africans about how they went? I actually checked in with um, Ruanel because um, interestingly, he's come back from 15s. He was at the Stormers for a long time uh, and he's come back in, obviously making a, a bid for an Olympic sport. And... I think he was trying to be modest. He's a very nice guy. But it sounds like, and from looking at the results, the South African first team wiped the floor with pretty much every other team. Um, and I think second was was probably Kenya, um, who had their sort of World Series team there. Um, 
But I don't think the, the South Africa second team were far behind. I, I think the other teams were slightly lower down. But yeah, I've seen some clips that the Blitzbocker sevens uh, page pop and a few of their boys looking quite sharp, unsurprisingly. Unsurprisingly. And then lastly, affecting the men's and the women on the 21st of May, this trans-Tasman bubble that has been created between Australia and New Zealand is going to come into effect and they're going to have a ding-dong between those two great rugby nations. Have any of you guys caught up with the Aussies or the Kiwis? <laughs> I checked in with Henry Hutchison to see what he was up to because I uh, thought I'd better check in with him because uh, all I'm seeing is his massive legs on Instagram. Um, have you noticed that? Has anyone else noticed that? It's just like a very toned, like rounded, muscular legs. Envy. You can, that's what you can hear is envy. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but they were just super excited to play, which I was a bit, a bit like, well, you've actually had a lot more game time than us, Henry, but um, no, they're buzzing to get, get going. But what meets the Aussies when they do jump across the Tasman to play the Kiwis is um, a reinforced New Zealand team. Now that Caleb Clark uh, and Nanai Satoru have joined back up with the Kiwi Sevens boys to obviously for them to make their bid at an Olympic spot. And, from seeing what we've seen from Caleb Clark over recent weeks and months, I'd say he's in with a pretty good shout of getting one of those spots. Yeah, he did all right for the All Blacks, didn't he, this season when it came to the Tri-Nations or... or was it Tri... It was Tri-Nations this year because South Africa weren't involved. So be pretty cool if Caleb Clark got back involved. We heard from Katie in the last episode telling us about everything that was happening in New Zealand. But... From a women's perspective, with Australia, the reigning Olympic gold medal champions, their players have been keeping sharp by playing a lot of university rugby. Now, that sounds like small fry to us in the UK, but uni rugby, as far as women go in Australia, is right up there with all the top superstars playing. Yeah, their their level of university rugby over there is is a very, very good standard. It's the Aon 7s and to my to my knowledge, basically two of the um every university within that league gets two of the um Aussie girls um go over to their to their side. Um and it's it's just a great opportunity for them to be able to play a bit of bit of sevens, but also like being able to express themselves in not an international jersey. There's been um a previous England Sevens player, Sydney Gregson, she went over there. And that's how she got back into the England Seven setup was by playing over there. And then when she came back over, being able to watch those games at such a high level, she got back into the, the England Sevens program. Um, but yeah, their, their standard of rugby is just insane because as, we, as we've spoken about on the pod before, it's it's come from such a lower level and they, they keep it all the way up to university level. Um, I'm really excited to see how the Aussies get on versus the, the Kiwis considering that they have been, the Kiwis have just been dominant on the World Series over the past year yeah. or so. Um, you've got the you've got the gold med- the ex gold medalist going up against the favourites. Yeah. It's going to be pretty. Yeah, tasty. it will be, and I'm I'm excited to see what combinations um, the Kiwis put out because they had that they obviously had their um, their black team versus their white team when they when they had their tournament um, in I think it was a few weeks ago now, and it's it's exciting to see what type of combos they now want to put out there um, because they were very, very evenly matched, those teams. Um, so, yeah, it, it'll be exciting, especially with the with the gold and silver matchup at the last Rio Olympics. So, 
It will be it will be spicy. Spicy indeed. Look, if you want to catch up uh, about anything about the Aussie and the Kiwi women, then I would advise listen to the last episode featuring none other than Carl Tanana and then dive back a few episodes to Chucky Stannard, who is currently the assistant coach to the Australian women's team, former Aussie men's captain. He knows his stuff, tells a few good stories as well in the episode, but really gives you the inside scoop about how good those teams are and what their aspirations are. Right, guys, I'm going to let you go to bed because you have got a big weekend ahead. Yep, you heard it here right. GB7s are back in action. Finally, the last time they played, they got a silver medal. But this time they are a fresh team going up against USA and Ireland in the men's. It is France and Ireland in the women's. It is all streamed live this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. We're going to be posting details on our Instagram, on our Twitter and anything else that I can get my hands on over the next weekend. But until next time, from all of us up in the clouds, up in seventh heaven, it is adios. See thee. Bye. Peace out. Good stuff. Are we happy with everything, guys? End, end recording.